everyone, and welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm your host, James. And we are still in a chase scene. We are. And I just realized that my notes, you were right. I have the first thing that happens in minute 19 is they jump over the sleeper. So you were right that your minute probably did end right as they were jumping over the sleeper. And I'm sorry that I said that that was wrong. That's okay. But thank you for telling me I'm right. I like being right. Absolutely. I have that it's really annoying that David is narrating the chase. Yeah. Such as, he's right behind us, he's right behind us. Yeah. It's but like, I guess they felt like they needed some dialogue Yeah. for the chase scene. David Moscow's contract said that he had to be speaking in every minute that he's on screen. Yeah, probably. That sounds like the kind of contract that would exist. <laughs> for I, the kid who played the young Tom Hanks in Big. Exactly. I have a roof jump fake out. Yep. Uh, one of what I consider sort of the iconic things that happens in this movie. Jack, for no one's benefit other than, I guess, tricking David and Les for some reason, uh-huh. goes, whoa, as he jumps the two feet down to like a false ledge Yep. on a rooftop. And then Les and David just go sort of around and down. Yeah. Which means that Jack was doing it just for theatrics and just sort of like, ha, got him. Yep. I was thinking about how it's good that Les wasn't like, My children, who would be like, I hope he doesn't find us, like, out loud. Yeah. Just, like, plain out loud. Yep. um, And immediately giving us away. Yeah. So they're on this little false ledge, and Snyder's up on the roof yelling, Sullivan, wait till I get you back to the refuge. (laughs) And then the chase scene music closes out with them, like, suddenly they're back down on street level. How they got there, we don't know. Right. But they are running down the street, and David stops Jack outside of the Irving Theater. Which we'll talk about in a sec. I was hoping that you did some research (laughs) on it. And he's like, okay, I'm not running anymore. Right. Um, Tell me about the Irving Theater. So the first thing is that they run into Irving Hall, which is advertised as featuring someone named Meta. Mm -hmm. Um, It's 2.2 miles from the world... Uh, the world building. Okay. Which is presumably where Newsies Square is, given that Pulitzer yeah. heard the Newsies outside of the world building. Uh, presumably that's where Newsies Square is. Yeah. Which makes sense because they would print the world in the world building. Anyways. Yeah. Which means that either the boxing ring was somewhat up... Uh, the world building sort of downtownish, and the Irving Hall is sort of uptownish. Sure. Either the boxing ring was somewhere more uptown. Sure. Or... As you pointed out, there was some time in between them being on the rooftop and them being at Irving Hall where they went more uptown to, like, lose Snyder some more or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to make sense that they would continue running once they lost him. They would just, like, hang out, wait for him to leave the roof. Right. And then they could just go. Although if you're Snyder, you definitely wait outside that building for a while. Oh, sure. Yeah. But for all we know, they're sitting there on their false ledge for hours watching the front of the, the front door of the building waiting for Snyder to stop standing there. Right. That's what I would do. Right. Uh, I said it's a 45-minute it's a walk. So Okay. It's not... They didn't run for 45 minutes was sort of my point when I wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's sort of weird that, like, they're suddenly there at this other place that actually exists. Yeah. So Irving Hall was the Irving Palace Theater. It's located in the southwest corner of Irving Place and East 15th Street in the Union Square neighborhood of Manhattan. The original building was called Irving Hall. Okay. It opened in 1860 for balls and lectures and concerts, and it was also the base of one faction of the city's Democratic Party for a while. Okay. Then 
it was rebuilt, I guess torn down and rebuilt as Amberg's German Theater in 1888. Okay. Under the management of Gustav Amberg as a home for German language theater. Okay. Then Heinrich Conried took over management in 1893 and changed the name to Irving Place Theater. Okay. The sign absolutely says Irving Hall. It does, yes. Which it hadn't been called for like 12 years at least. Sure. If not more than that. So that's sort of weird. Historical accuracy. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to research that. That's all I have for Irving Hall. Okay. Um, It seems like it had several stages. Yeah. Which would be that Meta wasn't like headlining Madison Square Garden. Yeah, no. She was on a very small, much more intimate stage. It seems like it was an appropriate, it was a truly a, a place where like European singers and like vaudevillians and stuff yeah. would show up. So sure. that's accurate. The name, not as accurate, but I'm not so worried about that. It seems yeah. like a fair place for Meta to perform. Yeah. So they're standing outside and David's like, I'm done running. And so Jack kind of like looks around, goes over to the door, wipes his feet which I find just I've never so that. endearing. Oh, it's wow. just more like Christian Bale business. Yeah. He like kind of looks around and he's like, okay, we can go in here and like wipes his feet. And then they go into the theater. And the whole time they're in there, they're like backstage at a theater. And David's like, who was that? Like top, top, like normal speaking voice. Who was that guy? Why was he chasing you? What, why did he call you this other name? Yeah. What, What's the refuge? What is the, and the last thing I have for this scene is, uh, and what is this refuge? That's what I have too. Yay. Yay. Like David's talking, you know, full volume and Jack is just looking at him like, shut Dude, shut up. up. Yeah. We are going to get found out. We came in here to hide and yeah. you're being very loud. As we're going to find out next minute, I think Meta comes from on stage or, or her dressing room, but like. She comes from the stage, a stageish direction. Yeah. They're like almost in like the shop. Yeah. Like the prop shop or something. Yeah. Because as we'll see in the next minute, there are some props that Les attempts to interact with. <laughs> but yeah, they're not like straight backstage. Right. They're not like, you know, just on the other side of the backdrop. Right. But they are just down the steps from the backdrop. Exactly, so exactly. David hollering in the back, you know, <laughs> what is this refuge is going to be heard. Probably. I'm inquisitive like a journalist. Yeah. David. Oh, David, shut up. So you want to work for the newspaper? <laughs> so you want to be a journalist? <laughs> Who would hire get, me? Get started in David. your journalism career. Hawking papes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So that's all I have. That's all I have too. For this minute. Okay. So this was a short episode. Yeah. I didn't. I don't have any bios or anything. Yeah. Well, because we didn't meet any new people. No. Is there a way to FMK? Snyder. Snyder. The cop and the boxer. Uh, mm. The one that wins, of course. Right. I'm gonna marry the cop, fuck the boxer, and kill Snyder. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> You've won. <laughs> Hooray! You've solved my FMK puzzle. What did I win? A quarter? (laughs) A a quarter, exactly. Well, that added all of 15 seconds. Nice! We did it. Okay, let me give you an FMK. Okay. Pulitzer, Seitz, and Jonathan. Oh, okay. We're we're gonna backtrack a couple minutes, but... Um, you marry Seitz. Absolutely, yeah. 
I think you kill Pulitzer and fuck Jonathan. I think you do. And you have to just be okay with being the dominant one in the bedroom yeah. for that exchange. Yeah. Although, what can you imagine if Jonathan turned out to be like super sexually dominant? That would be something. That would be very unexpected. You just never can tell in this children's movie which one is <laughs> the sexually dominant one. Who's going to turn out to like to wield the whip? I feel like Sights would be like a great family man. Though. Yeah. Like I can see him coaching T-ball. Yeah. He definitely has kids because he treats Pulitzer like his kid. Uh-huh. It's, I know I, <laughs> I know I keep calling back to 30 Rock, but it's because I'm rewatching it right now. Yeah. He treats... Pulitzer kind of the same way Liz treats Tracy yep. and Jenna. And how Jack treats Liz a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, Liz and Jack don't have children. That's true. That's true. So maybe Sites doesn't have kids. Yeah, maybe he's set his sights on them and fallen short. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. I'm not giving you the satisfaction. Okay. I don't think there's such a thing as reading too much into it. No? Maybe, he j- maybe his child is Pulitzer. Maybe he's a bachelor and he's still, it's like in Love Actually, the manager of Bill Nye, Nye uh-huh. it's like, you know, it turns out that the love of my life is you. Yeah. They've just spent all the time together and never settled down. Maybe that's Sites and Pulitzer. That, that could be. Yeah. Jonathan's Pulitzer, pissed. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan's Boy, looking for a little bit of polyamory in there and. Yeah, he is. Sites is like, no, no, this is a, this is a, a two person relationship. We are not interested. <laughs> Exactly. In you, Jonathan. Oh, poor Jonathan. There's fan fiction about that. No, there's not. Those, <laughs> what, we, what we want is those the New York World executive fan fictions. Yes, and if you have some, tweet them to us at Newsies Minute. <laughs> or individually at Unabashedly Aaron. Or not at Unabashed James. You don't want the, the I guess I New do. York World fan fiction? Cites it, sir. Polite sites? Polites. Polite society. If you're really loving this fascinating conversation and would like to support the show financially, <laughs> you can do so at patreon.com slash Aaron and James. And explain yourself. <laughs> yeah. We, if you don't, we're not going to wonder why. <laughs> we have one more day and we're about to meet a new character. Uh-huh. It's a lady. I, it's, it's, yeah. A non-nun lady. A non-nun lady. And a non-mom lady. To our knowledge. It's a named female character. It is the first named female character. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, until tomorrow. Soak them for crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.